I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. There's no knowing where we're rowing or which way the river's flowing. Isn't this great? You see, there was another Bill, a, an evil Bill, and I killed him. So let me in fucking out! Life, uh, finds a way. It was a dark and stormy night, deep within the bowels of Studio 536. The very site of previous paranormal activity. And now, tonight, us two idiots are going to talk about killer robots in a mall. Yeah! Previously on this podcast, we've talked about this specific mall from the movie that this podcast is named for. We've also talked about killer robots. No Dick Jones this week, though. Unfortunately. Just Kevin and Jim. No, hey now. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. This is our Halloween special. Yes! I titled this episode, Halloween on my phone, that is, Halloween Extravaganza Reborn. When I did Backyard Wrestling, our WrestleMania was called Halloween Extravaganza. Often the last show we did of the year, depending on the weather. And then our WrestleMania was hollow ground. Yeah. So perfect so there timing. We go. Yeah, it's something about, I, I mean, you basically, we'd start Backyard in spring, you know, once the weather got decent enough. That's how we did it. You'd go until it got too cold. So sometimes you'd go after. You never know. In, in Northeast Ohio. Sometimes you get like a foot of snow in October and sometimes it doesn't snow until January. Well, the worst thing was trying to do wrestling practice on a trampoline mid-December yeah. with snow and ice. Yeah. And then I nutted myself on the trampoline. Ooh. The spring dislodged and scraped me all the way up my inner thigh and scratched open my nuts. Really? Scratched my balls bad. I was bleeding. That's truly scary. So that was the last time we did the winter shit. That is scary. Our movie for the Halloween special was appropriately called Killbots originally. It tested poorly with test audiences and along with chopping 19 minutes of the movie, the movie was retitled Chopping Mall. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So it's a play on Shopping Mall, which sounds like a, a crazy, like imagine somebody's parents somewhere, I guarantee it still says, I'm going to take you to the shopping mall did you know in germany they called this shopping mall no s-c-h-o-p-p-i-n-g really nope chopin mall chopin mall classical shopping mall was released in 1986 such a horrible joke i'm so sorry (laughs) it's like a trick or treat and that was a a, that was a trick (laughs) boom motherfucker shopping mall was released in 1986 directed by jim winorski and produced by julie corman the wife of b-movie king roger corman it was her first foray into putting her name on movies yes winorski directed some pretty ridiculous stuff like 976 evil 2 Two, Scream Queen Hot Tub Party, Munchie, which was the film debut of Jennifer Love Hewitt, wherever Rob's at out there. Uh, we discuss 
missed uh, Jennifer Love yeah, Hewitt. Yeah, we did. In, um, Can't hardly wait. Our longest episode yes. we have recorded Talked about today. her a lot. Munchie 2, and then made some erotic thrillers Ooh. and some of those crazy like Komodo versus Cobra, Cobra Gator, Camel Spiders. <laughs> How do you go from erotic thrillers, which I can assume that it's late night like Cinemax shit, to Cobra versus Komodo Dragon and all this other weird well, shit? Those are those are erotic thrillers for someone out there. <laughs> oh, you know somebody yacked off to oh, that. Oh, Cobra Gator. Oh, Komodo. In some capacity, Wynorski has well over 100 film credits between writing, directing, and producing. So, Jim, a treat for you. Uh-oh. I'm going to give you some titles that he's worked on, along with some fake ones that I've worked in. Ah, shit. You All tell right. me, real or fake? All right, Wynorski. Biohazard the Alien Force. Sounds like a video game. No. It's real. He was the executive <laughs> producer. Skateboard Dinosaur Blast Force. Oh, that's true. Fake. Damn it. That was me. Point of Seduction, Body Chemistry 3. Oh, that sounds legit. That's real. He was the director. Bikini Drive-In. Oh, yes. Real. Friend of the Family 2. <laughs> Please say you made that up. No, it's real. Oh, no. He produced it. Friend <laughs> of the Family 2. Time Rip at Hybrid University, Sonic Escort 3. Oh, you made that up. I did. It's fake, but I combined the real titles of Demolition University, Hybrid, The Escort 3, Sonic Impact, and Jill Rips. Wow. So all his movies. Starring Frank Stallone. Now, Jim, you'll know and appreciate these ones. All right. Witches of Breastwick. Oh. Witches of Breastwick 2. Oh. He directed and wrote those. He also did Bear Wench Project, Bear Wench Project 2. There's a bunch of these uh, porn ones. So there's Da Vinci Coed, the, <laughs> the Breastford Wives. Nice. House on Hooter Hill. Great. The Devil Wears Nada. <laughs> That's fucking great. Cleavage Field. <laughs> Do you never see the cleavage? I like this one. Paranocker's activity and on and on. Piranaconda. Real. Real. Director. Sexapede. Real. Real. Oh, That's where fuck. I see you said how does he go from erotic thrillers to like the Cobra Gator stuff? He merged them. It's like human centipede. Sexapede. And then finally, Colossa Dog and the Prehistoric Fart. Tree. I don't know why I thought you were gonna say Colossa Dong. And well, I would have been like real. No, that's fake. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Whereas Dawn of the Dead was anti-capitalism parable for the Jimmy Carter years, Chopping Mall was a parable for consumption during the Reagan years. Different cultural impacts of the two movies, but Chopping Mall did go on to become a cult classic. The movie came to be because the legendary company Vestron, Vestron Video. Oh, one of our favorites. Vestron had a deal with Julie Corman to make a movie that took place in a mall. That Excellent. was really just, okay, That's fine. Make, a, make a mall movie. The Vestron movies we've covered on the Pool Scene Podcast are Dirty Dancing, Dream a Little Dream, although I could see some others in the future, such as maybe Princess Bride, Young Guns, just the first one. Yeah. Earth Girls Are Easy and or Little Monsters. Oh, Little Monsters, yes. All Vestron movies. The story was written in 24 hours by Wynorski and his comic convention pal Steve Mitchell. Another four or five weeks for the script, which Roger Corman loved. So Corman, Roger Corman, that is, took Wynorski to lunch and basically gave him this like express film school. So Wynorski brought one of those like yellow legal pads yeah. and literally at this lunch wrote down like everything Corman said, said he used it the rest of his career. So like he's still using this yellow notebook. So which like, is a Breastwick too? He's 
he's on his eighth <laughs> legal pad. He's on his legal pad. You don't can, have the nipples be pepperoni like. Yes, exactly. Roger so, Corman. Filming took two days at Corman Studios and 20 days at the Galleria Mall. Now, the Galleria, of course, in Sherman Oaks, California, where Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Hell yeah. And Commando were filmed. I'm sure there were other movies, too. Inner Space. Yes. Chopping Mall was allowed to shoot there overnight as long as nothing was damaged and all traces that they were filming were removed by 9 a.m. So I'm glad they were able to stop the mall from being burned down, but they were sealed in, so yeah. they were safe. How funny is that? It, that seems like some sort of like handshake deal with the security guard. Yeah. Where he's like, hey guys, I- I'll let you in, but you gotta be out of here by 9 a.m. You gotta clean so it. So I'm convinced the two security guys in the movie with the beers are yeah. the actual security guys. Oh, they're probably guys. the real guys. And like, yeah. wait, is that Dick Miller? He's in everything. <laughs> that was the uh, part of the deal where they were like, uh, we gotta be in the movie. Yeah, okay. we just want free beer. Five actual RCQ Killbots were built. The original poster for Killbots sort of looked like Transformers the movie, which oh we covered recently. Wow. May have been the cause of some confusion leading to the new title of Chopping Well. Basically, it just looked a lot like a family yeah. Transformers type of movie, and it very much is not. So, my favorite fact, in 1985, Concord Pictures issued a press release. Did you read this? No, I did not. That Royals Cy Young winner, Major League pitcher Brett Saberhagen would appear in the film. Saberhagen was in the film? He was going there was a press release saying he was of all people well and then it gets better a separate press release indicated Akima Lajuan <laughs> was playing a security guard and that Linda Blair would star okay can you imagine Akeem so Lajuan one press release said Brett Saberhagen another said Linda Blair and Akima Lajuan have them all be security guards yeah. is that not going to look like the weirdest Motley crew ever Akeem Lajuan as a kill bot uh, Jim despite no Brett Saberhagen no Akeem Lajuan no Linda Blair the poster bait and switch and the title change how did Chopping Mall perform? Please give us budget box office news and number ones at time of release. From WUAB Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. Chopping Mall came out March the 21st, 1986 to only American test markets. It got its wide release on November the 14th, 1986. But Kevin, only in New York City. That's it. The wide release is New York City only to a budget of $800,000. No idea what it made. Once again, it's Uh, one of these things that was never disclosed. Maybe it's a tax thing. I have no idea. I can't imagine it was much. Guys, we accidentally said have the mall on fire. But we tried to clean it up. The security guards we gave them more. Miller Genuine Draft were fine. We bought them 16 cases of beer. And cigarettes were good. One thing that didn't roll over on anybody was the car you got into with your mom as you went to Blockbuster Video for your top three rentals, one of which, very odd. Blockbuster Video. Kevin, Halloween edition, Night of the Living Dead, which is a great one. Yeah. That's Sybil Danning, right? I believe is in that one. I almost said Frank Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Sly Stallone as Marion Cabretti in Cobra. Okay, great. And Kevin, here's the one that makes absolutely no sense, but it was number three for Reynolds. Lionel Richie's making of Dancing on the Ceiling music video. People rented this in droves, apparently, because they wanted to know, how did he dance on the ceiling? And can I do that in my own house? Guess what? They turned the camera upside down, idiots. So it was just the, the music video. The making of the music video. That's it. That is 
People wanted to see it. The number one Halloween outfit for boys and girls. Jem, because she's truly outrageous. And for the boys, weirdly enough, Chuck Norris as Chuck Norris Karate Commando. Kevin, let's send it over to Cater Lee and her report on Halloween costumes for 1986. What's cool this year in Halloween costumes? Madonna, Chuck Norris, Minnie Mouse. As you can see, everyone has their own opinion, but it seems that cartoon characters, superheroes, and rock stars are the most popular costumes for today's trick-or-treaters. Kids seem to have different uh, standards of heroes now. It's just on TV, whoever the hero is at the time is who they idolize, I guess, and want to be at the time they can be at once a year. You know? When we were smaller, I would say, you know, maybe a clown or something like that would satisfy us. But now they're wanting more into the wigs and the makeup and, the, you know, new clothes and stuff like that. Yeah. What happened to the days of witches and vampires? Well, they've been replaced by modern-day characters like Rambo and He-Man. But one kind of Halloween costume will never go out of style. The gross monster. Yeah. yeah. Why are monsters cool? They got blood running down their face and everything. That's right. Creepy, crawly faces that make you jump out of your skin are still in style. And this is sure to stay in fashion a lot longer than this will. Cater Lee, News Center 12. Kevin, this is where we're going to get a little dark. There were three big active serial killers in 1986. Oh, okay. Three big ones. There were a ton, but three of notoriety. Kevin, are you familiar with Robert Lee Yates, the Spokane serial killer? Not off the top of my head. Neither am I, but he had 18 victims over a span of 24 years. So 18 over 24. Then, Kevin, we know him very well. Gary Leon Ridgeway. Oh, yeah. The Green River Killer. 49 victims over 19 years. See, he didn't fuck around. He's like, let's get it done. And then one guy who I'm very unfamiliar with, who was number one on the active list in 1986, Pedro Lopez, known as the Monster of the Andes, 110 victims over 34 years. Oh my God. So fuck. To the news, a Washington woman poisoned her husband, planted tainted pills around the state in 1986. I brought this up briefly. Last year's Halloween special about how my mom would not let me have any candy whatsoever because she thought it would have like tainted like Tylenol in it or whatever. Tainted pills. Oh, tainted pills. So my mom made me go and eh, eh, run away when I went to somebody's house and got candy because she would not let me eat it. And this is why, because this Washington woman planted tainted pills around the state in 1986. Also, Kevin, at the sixth Golden Raspberry Awards, speaking of Sly Stallone, Rambo First Blood Part 2 wins big (laughs) at the Golden Raspberry Awards. Or loses, depending on your... Yeah, I wonder why. Speaking of somebody who loves Halloween, what up, George? Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael, and welcome to The Sports Machine. The National Football League finally adopts the instant replay rule and still hasn't figured out how to use it properly. Mm. They still fuck it up, and here we are in 2022. Kevin, we have a little hockey for you. As you can see, we've almost completed our entire NHL set. I found NHL 96. I need NHL 98. 
for Sega Genesis. Anybody so, out there? Please help us out. 98 tough. That's the rarest one to find because 97 already came out for PlayStation 1. Yeah. So 98 is going to be really rough. Islanders Mike Bossy is the first NHLer to score 50 goals in nine straight seasons. Still really? to this, yeah, still to this day. I think it's a rare thing to see a 50 goal score. Anymore. Yeah, and that would that's a that's quite the trivia stat out of everybody. Yeah. Gretzky, I think one year scored 92 goals and like Mogilny scored 82. You don't see it anymore. It's crazy. PGA Tour qualifier Kenny Knox, Kevin, this will make us feel really good, is the last player to score in the 80s in round three, which he scored an 80, and still win a PGA Tour Whoa. event. The Honda Classic at TPC Eagle Trace with a total score of 287 is the highest winning score in PGA tournament history. So if we were, you know, older in 1986, we'd have a chance. Uh, what happened that day? I mean, can you imagine? It must have been one hell of a horribly, like, rough golf yeah. course to score a score in 80 and literally win a tournament at 287. Wow. So let's see, that would have been like seven over par. Good Lord. The number one movie in America. And I am embarrassed to say this, but I'm sorry if you pool seniors out there are fans of the movie. Crocodile Dundee was the number one movie in America. Knife. That's all right. I don't ever need to watch that movie. The number one grossing movie of the year for 1986, of course. Duh. Top Gun was the number one grossing movie in 1986. And the number one song on Billboard, a song that I'm unfamiliar with. I don't think I've heard before, yet I'll hear it as I edit this later. Boston with Amanda. Yeah, you know that song. Do I? Yeah. I don't know. I, it's probably I will after I edit this and go, oh, that song. And now I feel like an idiot because this is in real time and I don't remember it. However, get ready to get scared, kids, because we're headed to the mall and we hope to don't get sealed in. But man, we're going to have tons of sex. Get ready for Choppy Mall, everybody. All the news, March 21st, 1986 and November the 14th, 1986. All right, let's mall walk through the plot. They broke into the mall for the wildest all-night party of their lives. It dead meat. But you're never alone in the chopping mall. What's that? Our film opens with an introductory press conference at Park Plaza Mall. They have installed state-of-the-art <laughs> security robots. Before I open the floor, I'd like you all to meet your brand new security team. The Protector 101 series robots. One week from tonight at closing, the Protectors will begin their patrol of the mall. These robots are equipped with tasers and tranquilizer guns in order to apprehend thieves. So a group of friends who work in the mall, Allison and Susie, they work at a pizza place. It's just called restaurant. <laughs> That's right. Their boyfriends, Greg and Ferdy, <laughs> Ferda brother, <laughs> join two other couples, Rick and Linda and Mike and Leslie for an after hour party in the mall's furniture store once the mall closes. Guys, this party is going to happen, but we need a little teamwork, okay? Besides... The place looks like shit on money. It's all our asses. You got the beer? Greg, come on. The, the fridge is packed. All right, good. Rick and Linda bring in the food. Clean sheets are definitely waiting. And uh, Susie, <laughs> Susie has a surprise for you. <laughs> I don't know, guys. 
Come on, Bertie. Forget about your Uncle Sid for a while. This is going to work, OK? Bertie, you can't back out on us now. Greg, I... Bertie, don't worry. It's not that. I can't find the fuchsia. Oh, fuck the fuchsia. It's Friday. Sex, drugs, and furniture. Fabulous Goldsteins, man. That's my fantasy growing up. Out, Yeah, exactly. Outside, lightning strikes the mall several times and damages the computer that controls the mall's new security robots called Protectors. Protector 1, Protector 2, Protector 3. Great names. The lightning causes the protectors to malfunction and they instantly start to kill. They don't work their way up with small crimes like no. a Gary Ridgeway. Yeah, no. They uh they they don't escalate. They just go straight to killing. So they murder the computer guys and a janitor. Then they rip out Mike's throat when he goes to buy cigarettes from a vending machine. It's a message, Kevin. Don't smoke. Yeah, well, right. It's yeah, exactly. When the friends start to venture out to look for Mike, they begin to get picked off by the kill bots. They think they've killed protector one with a propane tank explosion what's that robot blood too shabby huh yeah well we're not finished yet we still got two more of these suckers around here someplace we got to get some more tanks what are you thinking i got an idea but later find it's still operational the remaining survivors destroy protector two in a rigged elevator protector three gets blinded by its own reflected laser and then it gets killed by being rammed by a golf cart speaking yeah. of golf yeah. the two remaining survivors allison and ferdy lure protector one into a paint store where allison ignites a flare Ugh. allison and ferdy escape the mall hey shot after the credits did you stick around no after the credits we see an unknown fourth protector oh no mama's come home have a nice day thank you have a nice day Oh, fuck. So let's get into our characters. Kelly Maroney as Allison Parks. Tony O'Dell as Ferdy Mizell. Russell Todd as Rick Stanton. Carrie Emerson as Linda Stanton. Barbara Crampton as Susie Lynn. Nick Seagal as Greg Williams. Susie Slater as Leslie Todd. John Terleski as Mike Brandon, and so on and so on. Paul Bartell, Mary Warnoff, Angela Ames, Dick Miller makes an yeah. appearance. Garrett Graham as Nestler, the security guy. Who looks like Mesut Urzel, uh, like soccer yes, player. Exactly. Uh, Jim Wynorski is the voice of the Killbots. Okay. So he uh, voiced them. So Jim, which actor or actress gives a pass performance? Does any non-lead character steal scenes? It's a bad I wrote nobody. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> nobody stood out. They're all, they're, it's like... Uh, they're equally yeah, it's, there. It's about the gang. I mean, they do this whole final girl thing. Yeah. But ultimately, it's about the whole... Well, like you said before, because this is the first time I watched this movie, and believe me, just because I said I don't have a favorite actor, I loved this movie. I thought it was great. It knew exactly where it wanted to go. It didn't fuck around and got there. You knew there was going to be two left. Yeah. You knew who the two were going to be, so there's no shock. No. But nobody stood out in the meantime. They're all the same. Yeah, that's how these movies. Yeah. I mean, you, you remember these 80s like slashers and, and 80s movies like this as by the kills. Yeah. You don't remember like, oh, that was such and such. And this was his name. And he did. The, it's like you remember, oh, the guy who got, you know, chains wrapped around. Them like, you'll never remember their character yeah, name. Exactly. Never. So. All right. Let's move on to best scenes. All right. I got some. Go let's ahead. go right off the bat. The sex in the furniture king. Yes. Lady. You, uh, got a license for that outfit? Why, well, uh, no, officer. I guess you're just gonna have to take me in. <laughs> no. 
smell like pepperoni. Well, that's the way you feel. Wait a minute. What? I like pepperoni like how awkward is that like okay they're up near the front of the store they're fucking you come diagonally 15 feet to the other side they're having sex on a couch the horniest couple ever are going hardcore under the blanket meanwhile tony odell cobra kai <laughs> is watching a horribly bad kaiju yeah. movie with kelly maroney <laughs> i don't know why i watch these things i'm scared so easily I'm sorry, I should have told you about that. I've seen this one a few times. Could I get you some more wine? Bertie, are you trying to get me drunk? No, no, I, I just figured maybe you might be thirsty. And she's fallen for this shit hook, line, yeah. and sinker. And it makes no sense, but why? That's in God's name, Kevin, would you personally, I know I wouldn't be able to, have sex in close proximity to all these people? Yeah. There's no way. How? Why? No, I'm with you. I'd be the couple on the uh, on the couch watching the kaiju movie. You know, I'd make sure the couch and the TV were in the fucking back room. I just so yeah. It's this was like this is like a dream. Like you yeah. said, it's like a collective dream to just be like, let's have a party in the mall, in the mall, in the store after close. Awesome. And then the sex is like a bonus. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. What a, a great. I just idea. I don't want to see so, my buddy's dicks. No, it's like, like a make out and dance party, but the sex goes a little too far. Bar, you know yeah so i have the opening credits we got teenagers yeah. making out we've got people battling for a spot in the arcade some sort of like miss mall contest there's always like a miss mall of the year or yeah. the month or whatever and then we see a kid skateboarding <sighs> ultimately what they're doing is setting the scene yeah. for why they need kill bots yeah because, because all these hooligans all these hooligans in the arcade and skateboarding through the mall got it making out got to get kill bots but i do like the fact that Paul Bartel, Mary Warnoff from Rock and Roll High School, which we covered, yeah. are right there in that opening scene. And not knowing the movie like I did, I expected them to be in the movie throughout because they are known actors yeah. at this time. Right. Nope, that's no, it. No, they're basically just there, a riff tracks type of way. That's what it seemed like. It's just like they're commentary. Yeah, they're just there to provide commentary. Paul, they look like the three stooges. Each assigned to one of the three upper shopping levels. I don't know, Mary. The one in the middle has an unpleasantly ethnic quality. Now, one thing I wish would have happened is as we see the kid skateboarding past, imagine if he skateboarded past and it was, you know, uh, Rat or Stacy. Oh, that'd be great. And they're just working at the mall still. And it's like a shared universe. It'd be a nice callback. That would be cool. And it would have been, even get a kid that looks like Rat. Or even have somebody like knock on a bathroom door yeah. and they walk in and you see Brad sitting there jerking yeah. off. Doesn't anybody fucking knock around here still? What if somebody bought two tickets to Earth, Wind and Fire? With Jefferson and little brother. So my next one, it scared the shit out of me. What? Les Something scared you? Yeah, like it stunned me a little bit. It was Leslie's death, her head getting blown oh. the fucking smithereens. I didn't mean not scare like like okay. not, like oh shit yeah like let's talk about these lasers all right Kevin oh yeah that's a that's probably the biggest logic issue I don't movie. first off for these being state of the art protector robots they can't fire point blank but somehow these lasers are tuned to a point where they will literally obliterate your fucking skull like they wasted no time and all of a sudden up to this point we have tame kills you know throat gets ripped out whatever this 
They pull no punches. It's like they use their entire budget on this explosion shot. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, exactly how I mean, this is logic. But how does the Killbots laser weapon work? Where do they generate the power? Yeah. I mean, every 80s movie like this had lasers, but we still don't have like that. Laser Johnny technology. Five had a better yeah. laser. Well, this movie's not all that different. It than isn't. Short Circuit because uh, there's, there's a sentient. Light, there's a light a lightning thing. But for some reason, Johnny Five is like this cool dude yeah. who's very he chill. broke away. He's very chill. The Killbots, not at all. Number five. Number five. Please, call me Johnny Five. Johnny, you have taken name for yourself? I'll choose many things for myself. Now, what if Protector Four ends up being like the Johnny Five, and they're going to do like, Chopping Mall too, and he just starts saving people? There could have been Short Circuit versus Chopping Mall. Oh my God, Johnny yeah. Five! This guy yeah. would have is a verse in it, so this guy would have directed it. Dick Miller in the movie for thirty seconds before getting electrocuted. Yo, Walter, you having a good time? <laughs> Ty, you know Paisley. He loves the challenge. Now go ahead and laugh, you guys. But if I ever find a little bastard that did this, they're dead meat. All right, Walter, right. See, you better hustle it up. Uh, you don't want to get locked up in here again, do you? They rub it in all you like. I'll be out here in 10 minutes, you'll see. <laughs> Creeps. First of all, was he mopping up chocolate milk and I just think- using chocolate milk water? <laughs> 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 That's like a perfect point. So there's like <laughs> no progress. <laughs> it's a horrible janitor. There's like two, like, I don't know, slacker janitors who have beer, beer. and stuff. And they're like, we're fucking out of here. Meanwhile, Dick Miller's like the old, you know, Riley ten- veteran. He's like, yeah, he's a tenured janitor vet. <laughs> he's union with chocolate milk water. Cause he just kept, he didn't even ring out the fucking mop. <laughs> he just kept spreading chocolate milk everywhere. Well, he knew he was about to get electrocuted by a kill bot. He's in the movie for like legitimately like 30 seconds. But even if I was in Dick Miller is like a perfect plugging character actor. I would had to have asked. They fired the tasers and it seemed like it took another five minutes yeah. and he just fucking stood there like a moron. <laughs> Covered in chocolate milk mop water. (laughs) And then they turn on the goddamn tasers and he dies. It's insulting. So my last one is a quote, and it's a great quote. It's when the guys bust into the fucking sporting goods store, which what mall in any city in America at this time, you walk right in, there's a fucking arsenal of anything you could possibly imagine. There's 38s, there's dirty hairy guns, fucking rocket launchers, machine guns. And then the quote of the movie, not fuck fuchsia, it's Friday. I love that one, but this one sells it all. Let's go send those fuckers a Rambo fucking amazing here's the thing with rambo though when rambo fired a gun there was immediate results as in the bullets worked these guys shooting these guys can't hit the side of a barn at point blank range and you would think after the first volley be like these fuckers are bulletproof nothing's working nope not gonna stop them that's not what rambo would do kevin i love all the uh it's like what do they call that in video games like collision detection this movie's like collision detection the best is when the one girl gets like shot in the leg by a laser it seems at first like she forgot she got shot yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm fine. Oh, shit. I got to sell this. So, all right. Well, no swimming pool in this mall. They've got an, an arsenal, a paint store, uh, a camping store. They got all this other stuff. But as far as I know, no swimming pool in this mall. Attention shoppers. Attention shoppers. There is now a sale at the Toys R Us. Get out of the fountains. Pull check. Hello. Hi. Hi. So uh, we had the traveling a pool party. Mind if we come? Sure, you can bring your brothers and sisters too. Everyone can come. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, we're going to have a spooky pool party. So like our typical pool party, we just had one recently. But in this case, it's going to be the whole theme will be hosting a Halloween party. So we're going to do, we're still going to select a movie universe to live within, except those that makes up the uh, setting of your party and then kind of you'll you'll get it the costume the date and all of that so jim i'll go ahead i'll go first and i will say my movie universe as my party guests i'm hanging out with gary wyatt and lisa with my halloween party taking place in the weird science universe i dig it so my party takes place in the 80s and it also has a supernatural element to it the whole weird science thing and chet's a bird or whatever it is (laughs) It's like a shit monster. Yeah. This is great. So mine, I decided to go like fun. You can't have a horror movie without having it at a summer camp. Yeah. So I'm having my universe wrapped around Camp Crystal Lake. Dude. In the Friday the 13th, one and two only universe. Okay. That's great. That'd be. Teenagers getting drunk, having sex at a camp. Halloween party at a camp. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Costume. So since Weird Science came out in 85, I wanted my costume to be pre-August 85 when Weird Science was released. So coming off of the first movie, I'm dressing as Freddy Krueger. Oh, hell yeah, man. It's kind of like. Now, how would you construct your glove? Because, you know, they would have to kind of be like their own sell like a plastic one they so didn't. that's a good point i don't know you're not going to use like real steak knives and really turn up the threats of it no. all like let's see them no probably a brown glove and then maybe some like, like cardboard plastic or knives yeah something I, it, you get the point yeah, I it's get coming it. off eventually anyway i'm trying to grab some boobs <laughs> exactly you don't want to cut though titty so my costume with this friday the 13th being around the 1980 81 year i'm gonna go a little weird, a little unconventional. I'm going to dress like Barry Gibb from the PGs. Dude. I'm going to go a little weird with that's this. That's awesome. I think it would be not expected. Like, oh, I'm a fucking Frankenstein. I'm Drac. I'm going to suck your I, blood. That's no, weird, I'm Barry Gibb. I'm Barry Gibb Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I love Barry Gibbstein. He's the great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck disco demolition. <laughs> So my date that I'm uh, bringing to this party, she plays a high schooler, but she's 21 at the time. It's Elizabeth Shue from Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. She would go as Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. So she'd be the Nancy to my Freddy Krueger. I dig that. So I'm going to go with an amazing scream queen. Somebody who has lineage. Somebody has, you know, je ne sais quoi and vavooms. I'm going with Adrian Barbeau. There you go. So Barry Gibb, Adrian Barbeau. What's she gonna go as? She can go whatever she wants. Who did I say was in uh, in the VGs when we were talking about that before? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't, I don't remember. It was like it was like Marky Ramone or something. What's the youngest Gibb? Andy Gibb was Andy in the Ramones. Gibb. Shatter dancing. Yeah, I was talking about him being in the Ramones. Can you imagine? So Adrian Barbeau can literally dress like her character and escape from New York. There you go. Very sexy. I love it. Sultry. Food and drink. So we're having a good old fashioned, down and dirty '80s keg party. Stale New York style pizza, huge bowls Ooh. of exposed germ covered pretzels. Oh, yeah. That's like always the prop. You've got like a big tub of 
just exposed pretzels that everybody's been putting their hands in all night. That you'd know you're going to get sick. Oh, man, that's gross. So 1980s, we're thinking Camp Crystal Lake is in New York. Yeah. Kind of along your theme. But what do you want more than a good old slice of New York pizza? Give me a big slice of pie and a sixer of Meister Brow beer. There you go. I want cheap beer, elite pizza. So Great bosoms. Boxes of New York style like pizza. <laughs> they're like the unsung hero of these movies. They're so fucking big. Because they're such a great prop to just toss on a table somewhere in the background of a scene of one of these movies. And not to sound like I'm bullying here, but it's it's a good like pizza with a good flex to it. You could smack a nerd with it. Because <laughs> you know there's going to be a nerd at this party that's an outcast. Yeah. Well, that nerd's going to smack a girl's ass and say pizza ass. And he's got a huge dong. He does. Band. There was never any hesitation it's oingo boingo i have the same band they gotta play dead man's party if yes it, yeah if it's a movie it's a party it's the 80s it's oingo boingo there's no other alternative get the fuck out of here if you pick something else yeah granted I, could you imagine barry gibb at an oingo boingo concert be the fucking greatest thing <laughs> ever amazing it's a dead man party okay so after the party winds down we're gonna throw a movie on we're not gonna watch the making of dancing on the ceiling no we're watching i bring it up all the time we're watching buckaroo bonsai oh yes because yes imagine being drunk and you ate some greasy pizza you grab some boobs at your freddy krueger glove yeah or you're trying to grab some boobs at your freddy krueger glove you can't really follow along because it makes no sense it's the most difficult movie to understand you got to watch it 16 times before you really know what's going on so yeah we're watching buckaroo bonsai nice and i'm sure my date will say why is that girl trying to commit suicide at a concert yeah so so i was thinking about this and i put some time and effort into what movie could seal the deal with me with adrian barbeau with her being a scream queen we watch a horror movie we're at a halloween party it's passe so i want to get her laughing i want to get her in a mood she thank you for not seeing me like a horror movie queen i like to laugh so i'm picking 1979 bill murray's first movie meatballs there you go we're at a summer camp watching a movie about a summer camp it's funny you're watching a kid run like rudy the rabbit and it's just hijinks and adrian's laughing we're cuddling and then we go from there so meanwhile while you guys are watching this you hear a lot of which for the longest time i thought it was chiff 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 pop 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 subliminal advertising that's what i thought it was he's back he's the man behind the mask and with that we conclude our spooky pool party we get back in the mall pool and we gotta find out how the hell we're gonna get out of the chopping mall Attention Kmart shoppers, we have a blue light special on Killbots in paint. Everybody, back into the pool fountain. All right, so I want you to give me. So we we're doing this for our pool sceners. We love you guys out yes, there. Yes, thank you. This is going to release before Halloween, so last minute costume idea. You got a party to go to on Halloween night. We want to make sure you're equipped and ready to go. So we want to give you a 2022 specific. Halloween costume idea. Okay. So I'll go first and I'll say it's very easy if you want to be lowbrow and you can go with a zombie version of anyone we lost in 2022. So you could go as zombie queen Elizabeth. That'd be an easy one. I know Jim loves the queen. Yes. 
You could be zombie Coolio, zombie meatloaf. Yeah, we lost a lot this year, man. Or as my phone autocorrected it, meatload. That could, could be something else. Meatload. Meat <laughs> meat Dropping loads. You got any 2022 costume ideas? For okay, the so singers? if you want to go immediate relevant, kids love the streaming services nowadays. So the easy way out, Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. We're just going to be Jeffrey Dahmer. You could be the broken freezer in Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment. Okay. You could also be the neighbor who screened for two fucking years. Somebody should check yeah. out this guy and never did. I think also, if you guys want to get super technical, you want to be like that big ass, like, hey, I'm going to be a hero. Be Zelensky from Ukraine. There is an wow. excellent idea. Very cheap. Green t-shirt, that, beard, military pants. Gentlemen, that might get you some trim, depending. Yes, he's a badass. So you're the right streaming service, but you missed the one that I think is probably going to be the number one costume for 2022 with both males and females like eddie munson from stranger things yeah hellfire club gonna be everywhere this yeah. year uh, one that not a lot of people will get but if you do you're super cool i loved everything everywhere all at once jobu tabaki so okay. goes jobu tabaki from everything everywhere all at once i mean ultimately again the the easiest thing to do one year our one of our friends she went as sexy hurricane katrina yeah and that worked out bring some levity to a bad situation yeah so uh I, we hope you're having some parties this year it doesn't feel all that much like halloween for me and that's unfortunate yeah so uh part two of the before we move on to logic part two of the critical question jim how would you escape the kill bots we're going out the premise that the mall is already sealed correct? yeah yeah mall sealed you're in there until the the gates come up they literally had the solution at the beginning of the movie stay in the fucking vents don't move yes you're safe right problem solved That's, somebody even says that somebody says yeah why why did you get out of the vent vents like that a human will never fit no. in a vent. bruce willis had it right in die hard that's the mount event yeah. but everybody would have been safe they stayed in the vent just mm. should be quiet well, there's We're probably a lot fart. of places in the mall that they probably could have just went in a store. Exactly. Laid low. Now, I give the out. Killbots credit because they knew how to plant C4, which is fucking incredible. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I would like to think maybe like the Hoth maneuver where you tie something around them, just tip them over. Yeah. Or like, and once they're tipped over, maybe you can do something because they're not going to be able to fire a laser at you if they're face down. First off, they can't fire a laser at you. It fucking straight at your face because they can't aim. So get their wheels bound up somehow you like, would, yeah throw a bunch of shit that they can't drive over break their tread that's yeah. all you have to do yeah break their tread you started sound a little bit like david mccall which is appropriate because it's time to hear from the scariest individual there is mr david mccall hey come here you fucking killbot you want to learn how to kill somebody i'll kill nicole and her fucking dad it all could have been different mr walker you should have allowed nature to take its course. Fuck you, dad. Killbots forever. I'm going to Killbots forever tattoo, just so you know. Right off the bat, why did the Killbots hide Marty's body? I... Like, are the cops gonna fucking rat him out? Like, the cops are gonna possessed. be like, we got you, Protector One. Possessed killer robots programmed to kill somehow from yeah. lightning, but they can't let anyone know. Like, does it matter? They could splatter the heads and just leave the person, but they, they hide his body. <laughs> Here's the thing the lightning strikes. How would this affect them? They weren't plugged into anything. No. They're fucking safe. They're not. <laughs> also, like, what? If my iPhone is plugged into the charger and lightning strikes my house, it's not like a signal is going to be sent through the charger to make my iPhone a killer iPhone. All of a sudden, Siri is coming yeah, at me. Right. It makes no sense. It's so stupid. <laughs> all right. Speaking of this, the robots, here's my top one. And I have this in all fucking caps. How 
does no one hear the damn robots coming? Yeah. They're going 20 miles an it's hour. It's a silent mall. It's a silent mall that is now sealed in. Yeah. You're telling me sound doesn't reverb and all of a sudden out of nowhere, you do not hear a robot even rolling around on the floor, three levels. Also, by some miracle, these robots are able to balance themselves up an escalator. Yeah. These things should be tumbling down. Yes. What the fuck are with these robots? So why are there robots <laughs> in a mall that's sealed off? Shoplifting. Well, nobody's getting out of there. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so the the whole idea of the party. So were they going to clean the party up? When were they going to stay at the mall and work the next day? Were they going to sleep there? Because they have to know that they lost down the mall yeah so they're the mall well they mentioned like three or four times hey we have to be out of here before they seal them all. yeah okay so but still so why? then they're gonna party for an hour guys we come we got 30 minutes before he needs to find the fuchsia so yeah, why wouldn't they just stay all night and I, then just be out of there in the morning before anybody gets there and again if somebody gets there you got bad sleep in them who gives a shit exactly that too a lot of like <laughs> there's no manager there this. no they work at a pizza joint that just is called restaurant restaurant it's just restaurant not the restaurant you have the chef who wipes his shit all over his shirt come on come on sweetheart give it to me give it to me what do you got Andiamo. can i get two okaluji belly busters a double anchovy pizza and an order of garlic logs so gross wouldn't hobby brain ordered that guy over there oh god i should have known that orca beach is here every night always trying to snag some skin play it safe allison serve it on length if you get my drift Oh, He's smoking God. right off the bat. I don't know why there's no health code violation, but I want to know where was Allison getting cleaned up in the mall before the party? There was a locker room in the back of the place oh, yeah. called restaurant. So what do you say? What do you say go out and have a good time. Oh, all right. That is bitching. Boy, I wish I had it that easy. My parents still think I'm a kid. Why do I have the feeling I'm going to regret this in the morning? Look, Allison, you've had yourself a very rough first week. You owe yourself a little blowout. So they literally had a full-on athletic locker room in the back of this restaurant. I, I have I have both those things. I have that with exclamation points, which is... With other mall employees walking around topless. Retail store slash mall locker room and shower. What, what is that? They did this in movies a lot in the 80s where it's like, even if I had the option to go to work and change in the locker room, I'm not, I'm not doing that. First off, when I would go to the gym, I would... If I had to change, I change in a stall. I'm not going to yeah. be like the old guy sitting there with no, his dick hanging they're out. They're just there's a bunch of naked people using this locker room. Yeah. You're off work. Go home. Yeah, fuck off. Go home and take a shower. Yeah. Super weird. Then again, I get if you want to take a shower there, you don't want to go all the way home to come back for the party. It, but still. In their case. And but what, like, there's girls there showering that aren't. But my premise is, how is there a, literally a pro football locker room in a oh, mall? Oh, yeah. Right. Like, seriously. I mean, maybe maybe things are different in California. California pool seniors, let us know. Very weird. Also, something you California pool seniors can let us know is like Jim. Jim, you worked in a lot of kitchens. Yeah. You ever wipe spatulas and utensils on your shirt? Fuck no. You ever flip a burger and just wipe it on your shirt? No, I've never just wiped a, a burger I just flipped on my shirt. I've done, I've, now I've fucked with food. We've talked about this Every, before. Everything is just insane in restaurant. You want to yeah. go down to a restaurant? Where do you work? work? Uh, Perry's Pizza? No. Like, Fast time though, I work at restaurant. I work at restaurant. <laughs> let's go down there where the dude's covered in food. So, the crew we follow in the movie, they knew how many killbots there were, but they didn't attend the introductory press conference. No. So, did they maybe hear it through word of mouth? I would assume. Like, because they had like some knowledge about the killbot. Yeah. Maybe it's just like something the mall was like, hey, we're getting some fucking killbots here in a week. You know what, though? I have a feeling the mall called these killbot security guards. 
and never told them they were going to be robots because they weren't. Why did I just say robots? <laughs> robots? Or they do say in the movie, robots. Robots. They don't say robots, they say robots. But why is there such pomp and circumstance over a robot security system that they don't need? Yeah. I don't get it. I, I, I have no and idea. And is there a patch? Is that pageant happening at the same time? I hope Like, so. here's Protector one, two, and three. Here's Miss Iowa corn juice. Like, what's happening? I got to kick out of this one. Why does Mike answer the phone? Yeah. I know, Jamal, there haven't been any messages for you. So the mall's closed. Yeah. It's locked down. There's like a, uh, some sort of vending area, like a It has lounge. a cigarette machine. And the phone rings. They're not supposed to be there. No. But Mike answers a ringing phone. Why? <sighs> Let it ring. Like, what are you answering the phone for? This guy also doesn't stop ever chewing gum. <laughs> Fucking so annoying. Man, I hope he didn't chew that gum when he was having sex at the same time. He probably did. Oh, poor girl. You mentioned the mall that has stores that sell lots of guns, a store that sells gasoline in cans. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. You can't have <laughs> Southern you can California sell gas Kevin. cans. You can't have gas in the cans in yeah. the store in case that guy who smokes in the mall uh, accidentally lights it. Uh, of course, the nerd character knows how to reroute the security system. Of course. Because, of course, he like wires it up to reroute the security. He's trying to find future patterns for fucking furniture, but all, he also does on his free time during lunch to wire a fucking and yeah. How does Allison survive the fall from the third floor onto a tent? Meanwhile, the other person just fucking biffs and dead. Yeah. She Come falls on. like she takes like a huge gainer. Yeah. Like gainer. <laughs> three floors, which the funny thing is, is the director wanted that to be like very authentic looking and nobody like everybody's afraid to do it. Even the stunt people. And he's like, I'll do it. He did it from the second floor through the tent and was like, see, it's fine. Like I can do it. He fucked himself up bad, of course he but did. he couldn't like tell the cast that he fucked himself up. So he had to like pretend he was fine. I picture him being like, <sighs> like, oh, good action. Like, tell the union. Yeah, but he, uh, he messed himself up. So I got two big ones. Okay. Leslie. Okay. When she is getting fucking just gunned left and right. And then there's this big gap where lead character's name, her and her other friend could easily have grabbed her. The robots are still not on her. She's crawling on the ground, or maybe it wasn't Leslie. The girl was crawling on the ground. The guys are running back up with the guns. They could have grabbed her and saved her. And he just stood there. Yeah. And then she just gets blown up and lit on fire and they do nothing to extinguish her. What the fuck? Awesome. And also, they said they had to have the party cleaned up by the next morning. They're lighting fires in the fucking mall. Well, that's my final one. How did none of these events finish burn down the whole mall? <laughs> what? This mall's amazing. Light a, light a flare in a paint store. That was a bomb. There's like paint thinner and, and paint, and they light a flare, and they like they blow up the kill bots a number of times. They Ugh. rig an elevator, but how <laughs> do they all not just burn alive along with the mall? How does this movie not end with people? People showing up the mall the next morning. Oh, it'd be incredible. And just be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, be great. All right. What is the legacy of this movie? So I will say, I, I really enjoy Chopping Mall. It's great. It's, it's an hour and 16 minutes. In and out. 
it's in and out. They know exactly what they want to do. They just like, all right, this is our movie. This is, you know, it's fun. It's short. It's nothing crazy. Here's our A plot. Here's our B plot. Good. Good. Go. It's memorable. It's really ridiculous. But like, if you as a pool scener are not like into this type of movie, which you and I, I mean, Jim and I, we've we've been to conventions and we've done all this type of stuff. stuff. We love this stuff. There are so many of these. There are like hundreds of movies that are like this, where if you enjoy Chopping Mall, I mean, I can give you a list of like 20 where it's just like less than an hour and a half, crazy kill scenes, some ridiculous premise. Like the whole thing's kind of based in comedy, maybe not supposed to be funny, but the whole thing's funny, just fun. So this movie, it's a cult hit because like it's really fun. It's short. It's cool. So I would say that's about it. Stick around for some spooky plugs. It was late one night in the castle of the Chicken McNuggets. What are you making? Sauce. We're using my mummy's recipe. Mummy? Uh, uh. This better be good. It'll be great. Hmm, does your daddy have a recipe? (laughs) McBoo, McCoblin, McPumpkin. They're at McDonald's now. Each comes with Happy Meal inside to make your Halloween a wow. They're perfect for taking to Halloween places so you can surprise folks with Halloween faces. Pumpkin Happy Meal, only at McDonald's. Pool Sceners, thank you once again for checking out this week's episode. And don't forget, like, comment, subscribe, rate and follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Pool Scene Podcast. Make sure you join the Pool Sceners group on Facebook for exclusive content. And we are starting a Twitch channel. We cool. Twitch.tv slash Pool Scene Podcast. Once again, thank you, everybody. And now back to Kevin. Final lap guy, look out! Yeah! The final lap! All that zooming in your ears is the uh, killbot races. After they uh, killed everyone, they just uh, decided to race around the mall. Have a nice day. Of course, they wouldn't have heard them racing around the mall anyways. No, not at all. Why don't we kick it over to Jim to discuss the first portion of the final app? So McDonald's is getting a part of the nostalgia mania, as we've talked about on previous episodes. We got into collecting the cactus box or cactus, cactus plant flea market. You. Cactus plant flea market. Adult Happy Meal boxes and we got those. We got all the toys. I didn't. Still waiting on oh, hamburger. Shit, really? So anybody has a hamburger, please send it to Kevin. So we've been eating an inordinate oh, terrible. amount of McDonald's. I fucking hate myself. Yeah. So of course that whole promotion was supposed to last the entire month. Yeah. They ran out of a everything. Week, not even. Week. Ridiculous. So here we go. Part two of the nostalgia cluster fuckamania. McDonald's has re-released sort of sort of half acidly the McDonald's Halloween Happy Meal pails from when we were kids, but very cheap. Uh, it literally looks like they went to a dollar store, got pails of multiple colors and just slap fucking stickers they on them. Each have like three faces, except back in the day, there would be nine of them. Every different one would have a different face. Yeah. This one, they just have, they don't even have a lid on them anymore. It's like a, a like a tiara thing. Well, and then that thing prevents them from stacking. Yeah. Which is fucking. Stupid. So it's real weird. Jim, do you remember that they had supposedly they released pails in 2016? I heard about this, but why? Why don't I remember I don't this remember all. them in 2016 because I feel like in 2016, I mean, that's only six years ago. I think we would have been on board. With I would that have been too. in the market for them. Yeah. So I don't 
don't remember them from 2016, but they really re-released them several times yeah. before that throughout the 90s. And the original ones had like details. Oh, they were like they in, were hefty. in the bucket. They were hefty. They were bigger because basically what all of our parents did yeah. was put crayons in them. That's all they ever did. Toys, something because they had lids. It's an all-purpose bucket. It's a bucket. You could actually go trick-or-treating with it and it's yeah. probably big enough depending yeah. on where you trick-or-treated. So it was large enough but now they're they're small they're thin they're kind it's it's the difference between like when we were kids getting the dream team cup yeah and then now what like when they have a promotional cup it's just a normal cup with they're a design flimsy. on it it's so shit the new pails they're flimsy they don't have a lid they come with stickers they don't come with an additional toy nope the, the pail is the, the toy. toy so what i think i would have done differently is, is since they came out with them and these are the worst iteration oh yet, yeah i still want them i mean we're still i've got we both have the ghost and the witch we we're just need the pumpkin still waiting to get the pumpkin i think what i would have done is if you're gonna change them what better time than now to change the characters oh yeah because it's always been mcgoblin mcboo and mcpumpkin yes pumpkin yeah and uh so why not now do you could do a brown one that's a werewolf yeah you could do a white one that's a mummy you could do a blue one that's a uh, zombie that'd be awesome i mean there'd be some really like cool ones and it'd be like an, an opportunity to introduce I, I could see where they wouldn't do like a devil or the yeah. grim reaper or you know what have you but yeah i just i'm a little dis i'm happy don't get me wrong yeah. i'm trying to get them i'm trying not to get stressed out because mcdonald's unveiling of them has kind of been a disaster it's been a fucking mess like their strategy alone of how to release these things is a mess why not real simple at mcdonald's please follow me so i can give you a hint on how to do these well send all three pails to every restaurant in the nation and literally be like i would like to have a hamburger happy meal with the halloween pail which one would you like would you like all three here you go yeah do that well it's they were supposed to come out on tuesday the 18th for sale but as it turns out a bunch of mcdonald's were breaking street date and selling them sooner Christ. there was like one mcdonald's i went to they had sold out of the ghosts before yeah they were even supposed to be released so they moved to the witch which is how i got a witch but then it's like just annoying it doesn't need to be like this no it doesn't and they act like they're gonna get like stuck with a bunch of extras or something and they're yeah, not you no. know they sell out they drum up a bunch of like interest and all right you got anything else you want to talk about in the final app? so weirdly enough i got this off of barstool now barstool has a tendency to just fucking over embellish everything I oh have, barstool sports yeah okay. i have a lot of issues with barstool however i double checked this on google and it seems to be accurate so apparently there were nuclear explosions on Mars before we even had knowledge of the red planet itself. Whoa, what? There is an overabundance of the element Xenon-129 on the planet. It's only been found here on Earth in Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and places where atmospheric nuclear tests have occurred. Whoa. So apparently there might have been, and here's a little call to deep impact, an extinction level event that could have centered around a nuclear type exchange wow. on the Martian surface. On Mars, they know about Yeti. Millions of years ago. Wow. Think about that. But yeah, apparently there quite possibly could have been nuclear that's awesome. explosions I didn't on Mars. That. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of which, that's a perfect, perfect transition for me. Cohagen? I watched Dune on the plane 
morning. Oh. Both on the way to Vegas and the way home from Vegas. And I'm a total Dune head now. Okay, because I'm interested. I was thinking of going back and actually watching the original because no, I've never do seen that. it. Okay. Don't watch the original. Okay. Total Dune head now. All Dune all the time. I want to go to Arrakis. I want to ride I a sandworm. I want to go to Iraq. I want to go to Iraq. I want to ride a sandworm. I want to <laughs> learn to throat sing. I want to learn the voice. I'm all in on Dune. Can't wait for Dune, Dune 2. But I don't think you'll catch me reading it anytime soon. Too much lore. Oh, really? I don't have any brain left for lore. It's too much. It is like, for me, the movie... <laughs> Because I started like, I, I fucking loved it. I watched it twice on my phone. How long is this movie? Two hours. Okay. Maybe maybe two and a half. Okay. I think the original was almost three. I, so I wish the Jodorowsky Dune existed, but okay. it, you know, ended up getting canceled and all, all that. the fucking research you've done on this, man. Dude, you're in. I watched it and then I went to Vegas and I wasn't in Vegas reading about Dune. So then I watched it again on the way home. What? I fuck. But then I read, I was like, I got to read all about Dune because there's stuff I don't understand. And that's when I started realizing how much fucking lore there is about the families and the planets and all the supernatural shit. And I'm like, I like the movie. It's, I wanted to cry because after I watched the movie. Wow. No, because after I watched the movie, I was so disappointed because I want to see it in IMAX. Why don't you watch the original? Because it sucks. If you ever watch the original? Yes, it oh, sucks. Okay, my, okay. my dad loved like sci-fi and stuff. And I remember watching like the, the David Lynch original. Dune. I imagine it's slow and plotting. It sucks. And, okay. Dune was always considered as like an unfilmable franchise. Yeah. Mostly because there's so much fucking lore. lore. There's like just, there's a ton of books. As a kid, I used to associate Dune with Krull. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. did not differentiate Dune as any of that other stuff. Okay. It kind of, cause like there's so much like bad sci-fi, like Krull terrible. Yeah. So there's so much of that bad stuff that all kind of had like similar covers to the books and to the movies. So I was like, yeah, I'm not interested in this, but watching it now, holy shit, man. I like, I want to watch it in IMAX. I want to shove a shit. I'm going to have to watch this now. Dude, it's fucking awesome. I, I, at least I loved it. I mean, maybe not for everybody. Well, I have a feeling I'd probably enjoy it more than fucking Halloween ends. Probably. So yeah. And speaking of brain cells and the amount of room I have left in my head for lore, I just returned from a business trip to Las Vegas, Nevada. My last night there was not business, but it also wasn't pleasure except maybe in a Hellraiser sort of way. I went to this event every year put on by an architectural firm that we kind of used to partner with they waste a bunch of money they hold this three hour open do. bar event they have that fuck you money it was at Tao nightclub three hours of open bar i'm old i rarely drink i had five or six mimosas i had five makers and diets and then three fucking amazing old-fashioned i've never had one i've always wanted oh, to try dude, one it's great if you get a good one like this was a good one they did all that fancy so basically after the event at Tao, we found this like snooty cocktail bar myself a couple co-workers some people we met at the show and they made like a whole production of like smoking the drinks and like the cherries that were in the drinks. Very were, bar rescue. Or some like they came from the planet Arrakis. Yeah, they were very, they had Xenon 29 or whatever in the <laughs> cherry. So the night didn't end there. It was a real lost in translation sort of night for those who have seen that movie. I got to the airport still very drunk on uh, probably two hours of sleep. And any airport except Vegas may not have let me in, but I did a lot of sleeping on the plane when I wasn't watching Dune. Jeez, now I'm so. completely 
completely I need to know about it, Dune. You might not like it. I don't know. Okay. It's to me, it is just like I, I'm very much like a artsy movie sort of nerd, and it is fucking beautiful. So it is the definition of an epic. It is. Okay. It's incredible. And you got you got Timothy Chalamet. Oh, that Chalamet. I love that Chalamet. You got uh so Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Dave Batista. I was gonna say Batista. You've got like uh, one of the scars guards, whatever one is in, it is. Wait, are there not sandworms in this fucking are, movie? So sandworms. are they called sandworms? Yeah, they're sandworms. Is this in the Beetlejuice universe? Pre Beetlejuice, way pre Beetlejuice. But is it? I thought this was to take place in like the year ten one ninety one or something. How do you know that from it the does. original movie? It does, but this, I mean, the book and stuff predated uh, Beetlejuice. Different. Okay, sandworms are a little different, but uh, one whatever Skarsgård is, he's fucking horrifying, he's really scary. But yeah, man, the cast is fucking loaded. The whole epic of it, I'm like, I'm on board. Like, give me Dune two. Yeah. The only thing that I don't understand now, and it's a little surprising, is so. You didn't have prestige TV in the 80s and 90s. No. You didn't really, until like HBO and Showtime Yeah, of course. Stuff. So they always are like, Doom is unfilmable. So almost because of the amount of lore, when you watch something like Game of Thrones. Now, Game of Thrones, I like because of the war. Okay. There's something fascinating about like trying to like use your brain to say, okay, this family, this family, you know, there was this war, there was this thing, there was this thing like piecing together all of it in your head. This is here. This is here. So to me, Dune would make such a great three, four, five, six season TV show because then you could go into the war, but instead they were like, no, we're doing two movies. There were a bunch of books after the author died, his son continued to write Dune book, but, I don't know how those are, but they're making a television series or at least like pitching a TV series based on one of the spinoff books from the universe. Okay. So, but yeah, I guess for Halloween. You're obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm going to go as <laughs> a something. Sandworm. I'm going to be a sandworm. I'm going to do the voice. I'm looking like an idiot. So, uh, but yeah, Dune. All Dune all the time. We're, oh, now, yeah. we're now a uh, a conspiracy theory and Dune, Dune podcast. podcast. <laughs> That's a hell of a subgenre. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> We talk about every week. We talk about welcome to the Dune Scene podcast. We talk about yeah, <laughs> Dune Scene. Podcast. We talk about the Illuminati. Yeah, and- we somehow tie it to lore and how it relates. It's very, it's very smart. It's Dune very- check. Very, very intellectual. We are gonna have a Dune party. Okay. Well, this is uh, in a way, it's like part one yes. of uh, a Halloween special because we're we're gonna keep it spooky next week. On, I think it'll you know if all goes to plan, our part two Halloween special will be uh, released on Halloween. Yes. This one, as you're listening, you'll know is a week prior to Halloween to get you primed. To get you primed, we're gonna have a. a hopefully have a guest on who will join us for a 90s very late 90s movie it's a movie uh gonna be fun yes next week i will see you for silencia it's a